Welcome to Revive Family, Parenting in the 21st Century with researcher, author, lecturer, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott. Jeff has written Influential Parenting, a comprehensive program designed to help parents become important influencers in guiding their kids to success. He also wrote the book Going, Going, Gone about kids departing the faith they were raised in. Learn more about the program and the book at revivefamily.com. I have always considered myself a fairly positive person, and I think I was probably in college when someone said to me one day, you're really positive. Have you ever read The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale? And I said, no, I haven't, but I think I should get it. (laughs) And I did. Now, I know he got shot down considerably by clinical psychologists and psychiatrists and so on. But his notion was, if you had really good positive self-talk, if you approached everything looking for the positive, that you would have a better life. And I agreed with that and still do. Yes. And, you know, I think, Jonathan, you knowing my journey over the last seven, eight years, you would say that when you first met me, you didn't encounter someone as as positive as I am today um, because I was wounded. Uh, I'd been wounded by my dad, my loss of my company, by uh, a ministry leader, and then by a coalition that didn't follow through on commitments to transition the sheep from high school ministries to college ministries well. I was beat up, and it had a profoundly negative impact on me, and I wasn't that positive. Mm -hmm. Um, The truth is that over the following years and learning to go after my own healing and grieving, that um, as that lifted, um, and uh, I began to see things completely differently uh, due to the Holy Spirit rummaging around in my heart. The truth is that you know my positivity has grown and grown, and it's still growing. And there's still, you know, in my spiritual resolution from the last program, it's honestly related to continuing to grow in that area of approaching everything like. Uh, great things are going to happen because God's on your side. Mm-hmm. Well, Norman Vincent Peale certainly got credit for first preaching positivity. Uh, I think uh, Bill, Dr. Reverend Billy Graham and certainly Dr. Robert Schuler all followed suit and impacted millions and millions of lives worldwide. But it really starts every day, doesn't it? We have the gift of another day. God has blessed us with another day. We're thankful for the opportunities that will come. Yes, and what I've found is that starting the day positively with our kids is absolutely essential. And if the families are anything like my family back in the day, the morning can be a challenge. Our kids can be slow to get out of bed, leaving us rushed and harried trying to get out the door. And that's just a recipe for not starting the day positively. And uh, one of my favorite things that happened this year was talking with a mom in Texas who had a 14-month-old that she was just at her wit's end. On the first phone call, she broke down crying. And I'm a horrible mom. I don't have a relationship with my daughter, and I know it, and she knows it, and she's whining and crying all the time. And a 14-month-old challenging mom already? It, it was just whining and crying, not challenging, but just okay. literally but complaining and way. whining and crying constantly about everything. And the mom, of course, took this as her trying to get her way all the time and approached it in that light, which was just actually making things worse. 
And so there were some tactical things I had her try. Um, and it was really funny. Those things worked. Um, like talking to the 14 month old about holding something that's breakable and giving her the responsibility. And she handled it well. And the whining and crying started to diminish a bit, but it was still going on. And then one day I talked to this mom about starting the day positively and talked about what we have done in our house to try and do that. And she asked, can I borrow that song? And it was fascinating. The next morning she got up, sang that song to her daughter, told her it was going to be a great day and told her what was going to happen that day and why it was going to be a great day. And she said it was like having a totally different toddler because she had started the day positively. And given a context of the day to this now 16-month-old. All the listeners are asking, could you please sing that song? Where do we find the lyrics? <laughs> I mean, I've got a couple of them, but one, one these of These originals that you've written. Uh, these are ones that I made up just with my okay. kids as they were growing up. And okay. one of them is, good morning, good morning, it's time to sing and play. Good morning, good morning, it's time to dance all day. Good morning, good morning, Eric Buddy, or whatever child's name fit in there. Sure. And that was the one she grabbed, and uh, she just started it with that simple song and told her what was going to happen today, and it was going to be a great day, and it changed uh, amazingly what happened in her toddler's life. With that positive song. Exactly. And inserting... The child's name exactly connects it immediately to that child. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. I've always been a music fan, and I'm a fan. That's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> so well, it's just uh, you can ask my kids. I've made up quite a yeah. few morning songs that are all positive. Okay. Um, that I'm actually, curious. Do they sing along? I mean, once they've heard it multiple times. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm, your daughter Jennifer is in the studio with us, and she's nodding her head. Yes, I am. You have sung along with this song. I know the song by heart. I know all of the songs that he sings us by heart. <laughs> and, yeah, there's another one where I list out positive characteristics of the kids in the song. That's um, quite a bit longer. It's got a couple of verses to it. Okay. And I sing that every morning right now with my 10-year-old who piles in bed for cuddle time every morning. We're going to talk more about that later because right. we're talking about how can we start the day positively. Mm-hmm. So you say you would list positive characteristics. Oh, yeah, in the song? Definitely. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the characteristics of, you know, smart, strong, um, caring, you know, uh, just different things that I saw being true in their lives and wanted to speak into them and build them up with because the world's trying to tear them down. Mm-hmm. All the time. Well, you know, having worked in the uh, world of radio marketing for many, many years, um, one of the people who was extremely creative at writing commercials would say, you want to be sure that people remember the message. And he would regularly say, say it funny if you can, but if that doesn't work, be sure you sing it. And I think that's the memory hook right there. Well, when you think about I'd it. I'd be singing that song as I got on the bus, <laughs> as I was walking down the hall to class. Right. And what was, what was really fun, <laughs> you know, if you think about it scripturally, that's how the scriptures were transmitted. They, the Psalms, the Proverbs, they were all put to tunes. Um, they were used, uh, in that manner because it led to memory and before there were, the ability to mass print Bibles, it was absolutely essential. 
could I find more information about composing original songs for my children? At your website? Not currently, Not but I, I will commit to doing a blog on it right now. Okay. Um, and uh, so you will be able to find it on there within the next, uh, let's say, by the end of January. I'm not sure who recorded this song, but uh, maybe Jennifer knows, maybe you know. There's a song in my heart. We talk so much at Revive Family about healing hearts. Uh, I think uh, the musical message has a great deal to do with healing hearts. Well, honestly, as I do the coaching process with parents that are trying to overcome their own ghosts that are sabotaging their relationships mm-hmm. with the kids, I, I'll point them to a number of songs uh, in the healing process to try and pull forth the emotions that have maybe even bottled up or shut down for some time. Mm-hmm. When was it you went to positivity with your family? I mean, you made a resolution to say, this is what I'm going to do each day. It kind of organically happened. There so wasn't it a day. over time. Yeah, as my heart changed, as I began to realize what God desired in my relationship with him and desired in the relationship with the kids through the research and stutter, studying the Bible and looking at how Jesus interacted with uh, people, uh, even people that made horrible mistakes, and the love and compassion and and kindness he showed, um, it began to change my heart. And then out of that flowed cuddle time with the kids, and out of that flowed right doing some of these songs. It was more organic than a decision that happened, because I think that's how the Holy Spirit leads. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, something that Jennifer should reflect on a little further. When your dad began singing these songs, what was the reaction of the kids? Well, I kind of don't remember when he didn't sing them. Like, Okay, so it, it goes was, way back for you. Way back. I remember him <laughs> singing the song that he sang um, maybe when I was three, okay. maybe even younger. But every morning we used to get up and go lay in the big bed with Dad and sing songs and just mess around. And then we added praying as, as I... Uh, my heart opened up more than we started praying together. And we pray for people that uh, we're working with at Revive Family every morning. Hmm. And we pray for the supporters and the donors um, and ask God to protect them and bless them every morning. We pray for kids' friends that are struggling. And, and uh, you know, one of those was uh, my son in his class had a kid that was really struggling with uh, cancer. And uh, that was a common prayer in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Starting the day with positivity and with song and with prayer. Those all fit together beautifully. But as a family. Yes. In the big bed. And we're we're recommending that. We'll talk more about cuddle time uh, in the big bed. That's coming up. We'll continue in a moment. You're listening to Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. If you're intrigued by the content in this radio program, I want to encourage you to visit revivefamily.com and sign up for our free webinar. If you desire to have the type of influence in your kids' lives that will have them asking you for advice, please explore our research and the key concepts behind influential parenting. It's available now online. You can sign up for free today and begin watching by going to revivefamily.com forward slash webinar. That's revivefamily.com 
forward slash webinar. Making the transition from high school and life at home to college and life away from home is one of life's greatest challenges for young people today. Fifteen years ago, researcher, author, counselor, and coach Jeff Schott was working for Campus Crusade for Christ at Arizona State University. He observed that many students were not making it through their freshman year. Nearly 30% couldn't handle it and dropped out. Their grades were good enough to get into ASU, but their lifestyles away from home produced failure. How did that happen? Jeff Schott researched the phenomenon in detail, and you can see and read what he uncovered at revivefamily.com. If you're a parent, you want your kid to succeed. Are they ready for life on their own? Nearly one-third are not. They'll fail. At revivefamily.com, Jeff Schott provides parenting wisdom to help kids prepare for the college transition so they'll succeed on their own. Find all the resources you need at revivefamily.com on your way to becoming a wiser, better parent. Going, going, gone is a reference to someone departing the faith. Now you see them, now you don't. Going, Going, Gone is a book by researcher, counselor, and parenting coach Jeff Schott that explores the reasons more than 2,000 kids told him their faith was waning. You may not be aware that 70% of the kids raised in the church leave the faith. If you have an 8-year-old, a middle schooler, or a teen, this book is a must-read. Buy the book Going, Going, Gone at revivefamily.com radio. That's revivefamily.com radio. Welcome back to Revive Family Parenting in the 21st Century. We're talking this week about starting the day positively. And uh, why don't we reflect a bit on the benefits that exist in being positive at the start of the day. Hopefully that positivity is going to carry through the day. But research has shown that it's really worth it. It can be measured. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of research related to how people think and their feelings. And oftentimes those things run somewhat similarly. But, you know, there are five distinct advantages of positivity and that positivity impacting our thoughts as well as our emotions. It encourages better relationships. Positivity brings better health. It creates healthier minds. Um, Positive thinking helps increase self-confidence. And positive thinking improves actually our outer appearance. And I'm going to share a quick story related to that. Recently, I was helping a mom who had literally had her heart shut down. She was basically numb outside of pain and anger since she was a child due to traumatic events. And she just couldn't get back there. But um, in the process, we led her up to the points of pain. And what was fascinating is gave her assignment that night. She listened to some of those songs. She broke down in tears, fell asleep, woke up terrified, clutching the sheets around her her throat and she was just crying and crying and crying and scared out of her mind. And then the Lord appeared to her and said, it's okay. Said her name and said, it's okay. You don't need to hide it anymore. I am here for you. The next day she came down like with a bounce in her steps. She looked different and no kidding. Half the lines in her face were gone, half the wrinkles. And I know everybody's going, oh, that's not true. But what was amazing is she flew home the next day and her husband picked her up at the airport and her husband said, what happened to you? Half the wrinkles are gone in your face and I hadn't talked to him. And she called me to say, he said it too. It's got to be true because she didn't believe me. But it was absolutely true. Um, So she'd been carrying this pain, this burden for 
couple of decades. And it had a, had a profound impact on how she viewed herself, how she viewed life, and, and her positivity. And when she began to release that and the healing began in her heart, and that was just the beginning that day, that's how profound an impact it had on her. So the outer appearance. But for me, it encourages better relationships. Why? When we're positive, we tend to be more compassionate, according to the research. Mm-hmm. We're more compassionate with ourselves, and we're more compassionate with those around us and the world in general. What's fascinating with that is I've found it to be true. The degree to which we can give grace to ourselves, have compassion for ourselves, is often the outer limits of the grace and compassion we can give to someone else. Right. And so if we're really having a hard time um, thinking positively about ourselves, if we're riding ourselves, if we're down on ourselves, um, it's going to be likely that we're going to be finding the negatives in everybody around us as well. And blaming. Right. That's one of the things we haven't talked about. But when I do come across people who seem to be lacking in positivity, um, it's not it's not my fault. Hey. Yeah. Well, you just it's saw me. It's my teacher. Me. It's my parents. It's uh, <laughs> You just saw me uh, raise my hand when you said that because, <laughs> you know, at the end of my journey when I was filled with pain, I was master of finding fault and finding blame um, in the people around me. Um, somehow I managed to guard that with the kids. Um, but, uh, even they, I think were impacted in those darker years of mine. I'm not sure who coined the expression, but it's something like if it keeps coming back to you, you apparently own it. And isn't that the truth though? Right. Well, and you know, this all impacts our health according to the research, Mm -hmm. because, um, when we're negative, it releases hormones that compound the stress and, and then when we're positive, there's a totally different agent released in our body that mm-hmm. actually brings about healing. It relaxes our muscles. It actually increases our immunity. And there's a strong belief in, in confirmation and research that many mental as well as health issues can be dramatically positively impacted by coming at things positively. And don't we hear those stories a lot? People that had cancer that stayed positive um, went into remission. People that stayed positive even up to when they died, they lived a lot longer. Many miracles are related. Oh, yeah. And I think God has designed the body to respond Mm -hmm. to that hopeful outlook that, you know, Jesus had. Mm-hmm. Why did 5,000 chase him around the lake? Because he was down on them and unhappy with their behavior and conduct? No, not at all. In fact, he came across just the opposite of that. And um, his positivity rubbed off and 5,000 chased him around the lake. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be like him, wanting to have that special quality that he had. That contentment, that right. peace, that sense of joy, that sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Some of the people I come across from time to time who seem to be struggling haven't really accepted the fact that uh, they're really made by God to be loved by God. They have a real struggle with that. And oftentimes it's because of the pain and the hurt that they carry. Right. The negativity. Definitely. And that was definitely the case in my life. I think, though, you know, let's talk about the practical side for a minute. 
you're sitting there at home going, okay, how do I start the day positively? My kids have a hard time getting out of bed. Um, that takes too, way too long. Sometimes I get frustrated with them because of it. Then they get out of bed. Everything in the schedule is now compressed. So I'm rushing around and barking orders at my kids to get the shoes on and to get the lunch in the backpack so we can get out the door on time. And, you know, all of a sudden, there's a lot of negative vibes flying around in the morning. So what do we do if this is the case? How do we address it? Well, it sounds to me like you've built quality time into your morning. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not just quality time, but it's the outlook. It's the mindset. And so if you're having a hard time starting the day positively, first sit down and diagnose what's actually going on. Is it the kids getting up late? Is it us not starting soon enough? What are the things that trigger the the pushback or the the bad feelings in the morning? Get them written down and then begin to build a plan to be, make it different. Mm -hmm. And I know for us, um, there's a number of different things that we can do within our homes to set the day off positively, like that song yeah. that but, I sang. So what's a typical morning like in the shot home? Oh uh, Well, I head downstairs uh, to wake the kids up, and uh, they get up typically fairly quickly because of the cuddle time. They have to get up, get dressed, and be upstairs in time for there to be time to have the cuddle time. And that turned into a tremendous incentive for the kids to get up quickly because when they got up quickly, we had lots of times. If they got up slowly, you know, we may only have five minutes of cuddle time or we might miss it all together. So cuddle time, expand on that a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's hugging, but it's sharing stories yeah. and it's... It's praying. It's it's a combination of things. Yeah. Well, Jennifer, right. why don't you share your recounts of cuddle time? I know you'd get up, you'd get dressed. Um, I had been up earlier, often starting the fire or doing work even before I woke you up. Then what happened? Well, after he would get us up and then start the fire, he would climb back in bed like he had been there all along. And we would run in and jump on him and be like, Dad, cuddle time. And we'd just crawl into his arms. Like, that was it. We would lay with him and he'd sing us the morning song and he'd, he'd sing other songs that we wanted to. And um, this is also the time where we came up with those other songs. Like, we've come up with songs that are to the tune of the Grinch song or we've come up with songs that have their own tune in general. And mm. then we would always end it with prayer. And um, then from there, he'd send us to go get the rest of the stuff done for the morning. And so, you know, they need to be out the door by 730. And so mm -hmm. I'd wake them up at 630 and they could stay in bed till seven. And then they had a half an hour to eat and get their things together and, and hit the road. And uh, that gave the time, oftentimes it was 15, 20 minutes of cuddle time where they're in bed fully clothed and I'm in bed fully clothed and, and you know, we're lying there and I've got two kids on one arm and one on the other arm and we're singing and sometimes it broke out into wrestling and the whole bed gets disheveled and mom gets frustrated with that. So that, that, that could sometimes add a little negativity to the morning because mm -hmm. we would destroy the bed sometimes. <laughs> there would be nothing left on it. There was one morning where 
we ripped the sheet. <laughs> that is true. Well, the price of cuddle time is worth it. Yeah, I'm the sure. foot went the right benefits. through the sheet. <laughs> so, but um, there's some other ideas we have. You know, wake kids up and say good morning. It's going to be a great day. Find encouraging things to say to them, even on the mornings they're moving slowly. Mm-hmm. That's going to that's gonna put energy in the tank as opposed to, you know, barking orders or riding them, which often takes energy out of the tank, I've found. Um, sing that crazy song I sung earlier, like the, the mom to the toddler. And, and if you're not a good singer, you could kind of rap it, right? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not a great singer, but um, hopefully I did all right earlier. <laughs> I've never done that on mic before. Um, but, uh, you know, involve kids in, in planning and make some creative meals. Um, and tell them, Hey, if we, if you get up quickly, we'll have time to make the creative meals. We'll do the, the pancakes with chocolate chips or the smiley face. Um, we'll do what, you know, make the pumpkin shaped pancakes orange. Okay. For Halloween, there are things we can do that causes our kids to want to get out of bed. Sure. And one of the things I've often found at work when they're not getting out of bed is because the morning is negative. They're staying in bed as long as possible and then trying to scramble and get out the door as fast as possible because there's just been too much tension in the morning. And they hate it, I've found from our research, just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. So starting the day positively can have all of these impacts of better health, better relationships, clearer thinking, better appearance. All the things that I think our society desires. Right. But we've got to get up with the intent of bringing energy in the morning, even if we're not morning people. It sets the tone for the entire day. Exactly. That's it for this edition of Revive Family Parenting of the 21st Century with Jeff Schott. We'll return soon with another program designed to help you become a wiser, more effective, more influential parent. Jeff's website is revivefamily.com. Parenting in the 21st Century is produced in association with Faith Radio. Jeff Schott is a pastoral counselor and coach. He is not a licensed healthcare professional. What you've heard is not a substitute for seeking professional medical or psychological support.